and welcome to The Beef Edge, the Chagas Beef Podcast, for all your latest news, information and advice for Irish beef farmers. I'm Catherine Egan and on this week's episode, with calves being weaned on dairy calf to beef farms across the country, I'm joined by Chagas Green Acres Programme Advisors Sean Cummins and James Fitzgerald to discuss top tips on weaning and the year ahead. But first, Sean gives an update on the calves' performance on the Green Acres Programme Farms this spring. There's been about 1,200 calves purchased by the farmers enrolled in the programme this spring. Uh, 67% of these calves are Holstein Friesian and 12% are early mature heifers with another 8% being early mature bulls. In terms of pricing, when we look at the calves that's been purchased at farm level, we're seeing an average price of 75 euro being paid for Holstein Friesian bulls. Um, our early mature heifers and bulls are coming in in the region of 181 euro. Compared to last year, that's about 10 euro ahead for our Frisians and 50 euro ahead for our early maturing animals. What we're seeing and we've seen it last year as well is a slight move away from the early maturing animals at farm level in that the price that we're being paid are probably a little bit too high to try and generate a profit. So there's more Holstein Frisian animals coming in on the ground. Um, and we have seen we have seen a switch in terms of the way in which farmers are buying their calves, Catherine, in that more and more calves are being bought directly off farm. Whereas when we start with the with the farmers in the program, they're coming from marts or calf buyers. So generally we've seen the average is about 110 calves coming from six sources. When we started with farmers, that was 94 calves from 10 different herds. And what difference has buying them from the farm made to the Greenacres farmers? What we're really seeing, Catherine, is that the, the, the farmers are able to look at the genetics of the calves that are coming in. They're able to see the cows on the ground and they're, they're, they're essentially buying a better quality calf. But not even in terms of the calf quality. What's also actually helping is, is the health of the calves coming in. We have farmers that move from buying calves through calf dealers that were buying from 30 different herds back down to three, four herds. And they're seeing a huge improvement in calf health in that they know all the calves they're buying have received adequate quality quantities of colostrum and when they buy the calf they're able to perform on their farms without any major or without any major or minor really health setbacks. That's great John and what are the key targets that these farmers are trying to achieve up to weaning? Yeah so really catching what we'd be aiming for for the calves on the ground is to achieve is to achieve an average daily gain of 0.7 to 0.8 kgs per day um, and we're really trying to double the calf's birth weight by eight weeks of age. To achieve that, we have to ensure that the calf coming in is healthy and we have to ensure that it's adequately fed. Um, we have to, from, from the time the calf arrives on farm, we have to ensure that the, 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 the milk replacer that's been offered is of good quality and it's been fed at adequate levels and that the calf is introduced to concentrates from the day it arrives on farm. Why we, 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 we're trying to put the concentrate into the calf starting off or from, from the time it arrives on farm is to develop the rumen on the animal. So the rumen on the, the rumen on the calf is basically the engine that drives the system. And the sooner we can get that rumen developed, and that's going to be developed through the scratch factor caused by concentrates and starch in the concentrate, um, the better performance that animal will have and the sooner we can wean it off milk replacer. Sean, when and how will the weaning take place on the farms? Yeah, so catching weaning on the farms generally takes place on the basis of the calf weight or when the calf is consuming a kilo of concentrates for three consecutive days. 
traditionally, I suppose, in some of the farms, weaning was been done on the edge, and where farmers were probably running into issues on this front is that the calf's rumen wasn't fully developed, and then calves are suffering with a, a post weaning growth check. So by ensuring that the calf is 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 by ensuring that the calf is uh, consuming adequate concentrates before before weaning, we're avoiding that post weaning growth check, and that's going to stand to the calf going forward in terms of, in terms of that calf not being stalled and and in terms of that calf not being stalled and been able to perform when we put it out the grass. Um, the way in the process at farm level is, is really a gradual process in that about a week before we take milk out completely, we reduce the volume of milk. This probably serves two purposes. Is uh, this probably serves two purposes in that the, we're able to monitor, we're able to monitor the, the level of concentrates that are being offered to the calves. And by reducing the quantity of milk in the diet in the final week, we're actually increasing the amount of concentrate that the calf will consume. And how much of a reduction in milk volume are you talking about? What's generally working on farm catching is the farmer switching to once a day for the final week. Um, and we're seeing in some cases the farmers reducing the quantity of milk by 50% a day for the final week either. Um, some of the farmers are operating systems using using automatic feeders and they have a more gradual winding down process. And when you mentioned weight, what weight targets are they trying to achieve in order to start the weaning process? We generally be weighing or aiming catching to have the calf in the region of 85 to 95 kilos, depending on the mother's bull or heifer calf, so essentially double the calf's birth weight. So, Sean, when is the calf turned out after weaning? Yeah, catching what's happening on farm level is the calves are uh, essentially left in the shed for a week after weaning. That's just to monitor them to make sure that they're, they're performing during the post-weaning period and that we haven't weaned the calves so early. Then once the weather allows a week after weaning, not too cold of a day, not too wet of a day, or not too windy of a day, the calves are turned out to a shelter paddock on farm where concentrate supplementation, depending on the system and the time of the year, will continue for a number of weeks. For later calves, say your April-born calf, concentrate feeding will continue for the remainder of the grazing season up until housing. And you've emphasised the importance, Sean, of the herd health plan of the calves. What has the herd health plan of these calves been to date? Yeah, so catching essentially it comes back to where the calves are, are being bought. So what's what's happening at farm level from where where these calves are coming? But once the calves arrive, once the calves arrive on farm, we'd be recommended to the farmers to go in and vaccinate for both pneumonia, EBR, and then clostridial disease on top of that. So um there's two there's two variations or two strains of pneumonia vaccine available. There's an inactivated and a live vaccine. So in terms of the inactivated, it's going to cover you for, for Pastrelia RSV and PI3. And that's basically a day after when the calf settles on farm, you go in with the, the, the pneumonia vaccine and four weeks later you fight a booster shot. When you're given the initial pneumonia vaccine, you can also go in with an IBR vaccine and that's going to be repeated nine weeks later in terms of your booster shot. And then a week prior, or a week or two prior to the calves being housed in the autumn, you go in again with your booster shot for pneumonia to ensure those animals are protected over their, their first winter on farm, essentially. And really the, the booster shot for these vaccines is very important. It is, Catherine. It's 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 basically just boosting the immunity of the vaccine to make sure that the, the work the whole way through. If the booster shot is missed, you really have to restart the whole vaccination process again. And when the calves go to grass, what is the health plan for them from now until the end of the grazing season? The way we're working at farm level, Catherine, is that um, fecal egg counts are, are 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 being carried out every two weeks. So Dawson is is based on that principle. So if if a sufficient worm burden has been seen in the in the sample submitted to the lab, we recommend going in the Dawson. Um, there's one caveat in that if that calves are exhibiting signs of lungworm. 
that Rodos and just the 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 feet leg test isn't able to to, to show up the longworm burden. And generally, fourteen days after when calves are turned out, um, calves are treated for coccidiosis. This isn't happening on all farms. It's happening on the farms where there is a history of coccidiosis occurring, and it generally tends to work to solve the problem. And what are the targets that you're looking to hit with these calves once they go to grass for the grazing season ahead? Yeah, up until the housing period, catching or aiming to achieve um, an average daily gain of between 0.7 and 0.8 kilos per day for these animals. To achieve that, we have to ensure that the health of the animal is, is maintained and that we're able to look after the grass and keep the meal in where necessary to ensure that we do hit that target. That's great, Sean. And James, it has been a difficult spring on farms. Can you give an update on how the yearlings that have gone to grass on these farms are performing? Yeah, no problem, Catherine. So, um, yeah, it has been a difficult spring, really. It's been it's been very wet in places and growth growth rates of grass haven't been that great. But, um, yeah, across across the farms, across the 12 farms that we deal with, uh, turnouts have been you know, varying greatly. Turnout date has varied greatly. Some of the earlier type farms um, have been on grazing on and off with um, with young stock, with yearlings since since the latter half of January and that. And um, some of the later farms then that can't turn out quite as early, they they um, they've been grazing since the latter half of March. So regardless of whether the farms were early or late turning out cattle, the, the the mindset really was the same for all of them, which was really just to get as much spring grass into their young stock as they could and get them thriving as well as they could. And um, basically graze when they can, house when they need to, and, and turn out and graze again as soon as they can afterwards again. So, um, no, grazing has been going fairly well, and the, the farms are up to date with, with their first rotation and have their silage ground closed now so that's that's a good success for a challenge in spring i suppose um just coming into this spring they um our target over the course of the winter was for the cattle to put on about 0.6 of a kilo over the course of their first winter and we managed to do that and we managed to do it relatively cheaply too which was which was good um how we did that was we really focused on silage quality last year and all of our silage now this year was very good DMD and fit for purpose for a calf to beef system. Um, the average silage quality was actually 73 DMD for last winter, which uh, took into account first, second, third cut and surplus grasses that were cut last year. So for what are now our yearlings, we were able to feed them just three quarters of a kilo on average over the course of the winter feeding period which um which saved about a half a kilo a meal per day relative to the year previous where our silage quality was a bit lower at 69 dmd so really we managed to hold thrive the same as what it was at our target of 0.6 and we managed to do it a bit cheaper so we were probably in a better place this spring and we've drove on since then and got them turned out fairly well successfully so that's kind of where we are now at the minute. That's great, James. And over the coming year, what are the key targets that these yearlings will have to hit over the grazing season? Okay, so from now on, really, the target is just to make sure that we get as much cheap grass into them as possible and get cheap weight gain off the back of that, just to keep the grass quality right in front of them. And on a on an, on a per animal basis, I suppose, we want our, our bullocks, our yearling bullocks over the course of this full grazing season to be putting on about one kilo of live weight every day. And um, 
they'll be housed then later on at the end of the grazing season and they'll be finished inside then this winter mostly a selection of them might be let out for a second or a third grazing season but the majority of them will be slaughtered in the shed this winter so really to have them as heavy as we can going into the shed again at the end of this grazing season is the real aim and we want them up around over 500 kilos on average at October time when it comes time to house them. The heifers then they won't be able to do a, a kilo a day live weight gain on, on average they, they wouldn't really be able for that but we'd still like to see them doing up around 0.9 of a kilo a day even and um then later on in the grazing season in probably mid-September or that kind of time weather dependent really we'll probably begin to feed them some meal at grass outside and we'll get them killed off grass without needing to house them next winter at all so um we'll want them to put on about a kilo a day during the finishing period when they're getting a bit of meal 0.9 of a kilo a day up until then and hopefully by the time we're killing them at the start of next November, they'll be about 520 kilos live weight. And you mentioned there that grass is a key part of putting on all this weight gain as cheaply as possible. What are the key targets at grass that the farmers will need to be achieving to be achieving those weight gains that you mentioned? Um, without getting into the real nitty gritty figures yet, the real aim is to have your farm well divided up and have plenty of options, different paddocks where you can put them into and to just so you have more options in keeping grass quality right. Really, we'd want to be moving these cattle every every two or three days really into nice quality grass and taking them out of paddocks when they've grazed down to four centimetres and moving on to a new one. So um, I suppose more in in grass measuring figures wise that would mean having kind of you'd want to have an average farm cover around around 800 kilos 700 kilos throughout throughout the next few weeks and to have um have days ahead at roughly kind of 17 18 up to 20 and that'll be dropping to closer to 15 or 14 through the through the summer months and building again in the back end of the year and over the coming weeks what is the key things with regard keeping the rotations to the 21 days? To keep your rotation at 21 days over the coming weeks really is to have um, to have your cattle going into, into about uh, 14 or 1500 of a cover is the right thing to be doing and to have maybe eight different divisions per, per grazing group so that they can graze it out in three days and they won't be back in that field again for around 21 days or 24 days or about that, that they're grazing in a rotation and moving every three or four, three days, really. And over the coming grazing season, what is the herd health plan for these yearlings? So from a herd health plan point of view, I suppose really the first and foremost is that a turnout there, which has happened on, on the farms at this stage, the farmers have have been given booster shots to cattle for vaccines where, where needed following on from the from the vaccination plans that were put in place for them as calves. So farmers that are vaccinating for IBR have been given booster shots as they're going back to grass and also um, given booster shots for clostridial diseases and that should cover us vaccine-wise for the grazing season ahead. Then apart from that, then the real important thing herd health wise over this grazing season is just to make sure that there's no parasites picked up at grass or worm burdens that are holding back the cattle's thrive over the course of the summer so 
the farmers in the Green Acres program have they have a great advantage where they are um, dung sampling their cattle every fortnight, and from that they they track and monitor how worm counts are building in their in their stocks stomach really, and and they dose based on those test results then at the correct time. That's for stomach and intestinal worms, and then apart from that, they just um, they listen out for signs of lungworm, and they dose based on 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 hearing who's coughing in cattle. Really, as the um, the dung sampling they're doing doesn't it doesn't pick up lungworm problems in cattle. So um, just between the vaccines and the dosing, that that's the real that's the plan for the cattle herd health wise over this grazing season. John, the farmers complete an e-profit monitor each year. Overall, how do the farms perform financially in 2020? So, yeah, catching an average net margin of €455 Euros per hectare was achieved across the farms, albeit there is a huge variation in terms of the profitability levels, and that's ranging from €18 Euro per hectare up to over €1,100 Euro per hectare farm level. Um, what we've seen at farm, what we've seen as well is that there was a stock inventory change at farm level, so more... Um, the farmers have been up in stock numbers over recent years. So we've seen a net inventory change of about 392 euro per hectare. So over the coming years, we're hoping to see that translate, or over the next year, we're hoping to see that translate down to actual cash into the farmers' pockets. With an average net margin of 455 euro per hectare, James, can you tell me, how did the stock finish on farm last year? Well, through the course of last year, our early mature and steers averaged 318 kilos of carcass weight at 25 months of age, and they graded on average O equals. The uh, early mature and heifers averaged 263 kilos of carcass weight that was at 23 months of age and graded O equals as well. The Holstein Frisian steers averaged two or 325 kilos of carcass weight that was at a bit older, that was 27 months of age because some of them would have gone back for a third season at grass and been killed at about 30 months of age. But on average, it was 27 months anyway. And they graded O minus. And the Holstein Frisian bulls that were killed, they averaged 320 kilos of carcass weight at 22 months of age and graded O equals. And finally, over the coming weeks, what are the three main things that the farmers need to be focused on? I suppose, Sean, we'll start with you for the calves that are being weaned now on farm or in the coming months. What are the key things that farmers need to be aware of in relation to the weaned calf? Yeah, so firstly, Catherine, I suppose we have to ensure that the calf is weaned correctly in that it's eaten enough concentrates and that the rumen is properly developed. Then once we have the calf weaned, we want to try and ease the transition from an indoor, an indoor, from indoor housing to outdoors and make it as stress-free as possible. And finally, once we have the calf out of grass, we want to ensure that we're herding those animals frequently, that, that we can pick up on any sick animals as quickly as possible. Finally, James, over the coming weeks, what are the three main things that farmers need to focus on in relation to yearlings? Okay, so the first thing to focus on really is grassland management and keeping the grass that's offered to the cattle to eat as good a quality as possible. What I mean by that, Catherine, really is you'd want to be letting the cattle into fields of about grass that's about eight to 10 centimetres in length and let, getting them out of the field again when they've grazed down to four centimetres and um, continuing on that basically throughout the grazing season. And then for for fields that might get ahead of you, if, if the cover of grass on the field comes up above 10 centimetres, up closer to 15 centimetres, uh, you won't be doing it really yet. But in a couple of weeks' time, 
onwards just to cut cut them fields and bale it instead and use that as good quality silage for next winter. Um, other points then to focus on throughout the grazing season really is like what I said to just try and ha- focus on parasite burdens in your cattle. Um, dung sample a couple of times and know whether your cattle need to be dosed or not, what to dose them with. And um, listen out for lungworm as well, obviously. And another thing to focus on then, and hopefully we've been focusing on it before now, is really to get next winter's silage quality as right as ever we can. To get closed up in good time, really, you would have been wanting to close your silage ground as early in this month as possible, and or, or as early in April as possible, and um, to get a cut in, in mid to late May and have really good quality silage to to finish your cattle with next winter, which will reduce your meal bill and your costs overall. That's great. Thanks, Sean and James. A great update as to what's happening at the moment on farms and an insight into farmers what they need to be doing in the coming weeks ahead. Thanks, Thanks That's all for this week's episode. And my thanks to Sean and James for joining me on the show. You can catch up on all other shows and interviews from the Beef Edge podcast on the Chagas website at chagas.ie or you can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss a show. For all other updates from our beef programme, keep an eye on our Twitter and Facebook pages. Until next time, I'm Catherine Egan and thanks for listening.